This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. Tuesday night, 8 o'clock. You know what that means. It is the Squared Circle Digest. We are here to talk some pro wrestling. Looking at AEW, WWE, who just had Elimination Chamber. Right now, WWE NXT on the air, but so is the Squared Circle Digest. Make sure you jump in on the chat. Let's chat it up. You can also hit me on Twitter or Instagram at Sean underscore Stanley 11. And of course, make sure you smash the like button. And if you have any questions, of course, you can hit us up at Big O Radio Show at Yahoo.com. Just put in the sub- subject uh, pro wrestling talk, but I'm sure we'll figure it out. Bye. The way you asked the question, but let's get started. This weekend we had a WWE Elimination Chamber that was on Saturday, and overall I thought it was a pretty damn good uh, pay per view. There were there were some things and uh, some things I didn't like. I thought they made a couple stars. Um, overall, I thought Montez Ford, Johnny Gargano, and of course Oscar, who they're pushing now to uh, main event with Bianca Belair. But I thought that, you know, Montez Ford had a star making a, a performance. Johnny wrestling, of course, of course you knew it was both of them had it in them. It was just, they finally got an opportunity to show what they could do. Montez Ford, you know, again, with the street profits, you can kind of see the athleticism he has. And I think the elimination chamber kind of allowed him to uh, show his skill set, and uh, I thought he performed at the highest level. Um, Some things, the good from Elimination Chamber, of course, Sami Zayn comes up short against Roman Reigns. Um, But overall, I thought, man, to to have at the end Sami standing and Roman down, I get it, he didn't get the one, two, three, but you left him strong. And, and you, you you didn't take away from him. I mean... Look at all the crap that Sammy went through before getting pinned. You know, um, there was a thing there where, you know, Kevin Owens came down. Uh, Jimmy Uso uh, got taken out. Sammy accidentally took out Jay Uso, you know, and, and you saw a little uh, resemblance. I'm going to get into some of the things. I think some WrestleMania matches that, of course, were obviously set and some maybe not so obviously being set up. But again, just my predictions on what the WrestleMania card will look like. Um, that was a good match as well as I thought the both chamber matches I thought were, were very well done. Um, I did not like the uh, Lashley Lesnar match. I thought it was good, a good match. I mean, they went back and forth two big, big ass beasts battling it out, you know, two bulls. And then um, I don't know, man, it just, to me, it was kind of flat. I get, they're trying to set it up for something else, but this is what this is the one thing I don't understand. Friday on SmackDown, you have Bray Wyatt come out and say, whoever wins out of Lesnar and Lashley, run. And it ended up being uh what was it? Disqualification, I believe, right? Because uh that's right, Lesnar back kicked him when he had the uh hurt lock on. So, you know, I, I don't know where they're gonna go with it. I mean, I, I know there's some things where I think I've saw some things where Omos is going to take on Lesnar at Mania and Bray Wyatt Lashley. I don't know. Well, 
We'll have to see where they go with some of that stuff. I did not get to watch all of Raw last night, and I didn't get the opportunity to go all the way back through there. So some of these things I may have uh, missed on there. Beth Phoenix, Edge against the Judgment Day. I get all the things about Beth and, and Edge coming back and this and that, but that match was so damn choppy. I mean, from the lockup with Beth and, and Rhea Ripley, you know, and then from there, there's there's a couple missed, you know, missed spots. Overall, though, I, I thought, you know, Elimination Chamber, I, I, thought it, I thought it hit the spot, man. Honestly, it did good. And I thought they, you know, again, they could have went – a bunch of ways with the finish. I thought they, uh, they, they, they left a good taste in my mouth with the way they did Sammy. Sammy didn't get beat down. You know, he ended up standing tall in his hometown. Didn't get the win. Fought his ass off. But came up a little bit short, but then was the stronger man standing at the end. Um, so, you know, we'll see where they, where they go, you know, from there. We got... Now we got five Raws left and a bunch of SmackDown. So six weeks till WrestleMania, a lot of stories can be told and retold. Um, so we'll see what they do there. Um, if you guys watched uh, Elimination Chamber, go ahead and throw in the chat there what you thought about it. Terry, what's up? Dad, what's going on? Frankie Fresco, Boss B, appreciate y'all being in today. Uh, let's see. Elimination Chamber was actually not a bad. I know. I thought it. I thought it was well, a well planned out um elimination chamber and then you know again i believe this is my own personal you know from what i've seen and then what i saw a little bit on raw last night again i didn't watch all of it i didn't get a chance to see it all but it looks like you know of course it's going to be roman reigns and cody um i think and of course you got bianca and now oscar you've got charlotte um against Rhea. You know, um, I don't know when they're going to do the women's tag team. I did not see the whole thing I saw. And here's an interesting tidbit. Last night on Raw, Trish Stratus was supposed to come out and and be a part of that uh, Ding Dong Hello segment. She left the arena before the segment went on. So there was talk of... um, you know, I don't know. There hasn't been a really an update, but for some reason they said creative change and uh, Trish Stratus left the arena and then it was the, the tag team match, uh, which, you know, Lita and Becky will take on now. Uh, Io, I want to call her Io Shirai, but that's not the correct name. Um, but, you know, so it'll be interesting. Uh, I, Frankie's asked me what I think of that match. I, I think it's going to be a great match again. To me, it kind of is Lita coming back full time. Because then why put the titles on the line? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I I get, you know, you want to have the tag team match at WrestleMania, the title match at WrestleMania, but do you really need the titles on the line? I'd rather the titles not be on the line and then have Becky and Lita go over. But if if Becky, if Lita's going to come in full time, then I mean, it'd be cool to see them two as, um, they made next. Oh, okay. They made next Monday night for the belts. Okay. Okay. So then you never know. They might still bring Trish Stratus back into this somehow, but I think she would have got a better, she didn't get a great reception wherever she goes, but in Canada, definitely get one. I wonder if they're going to, you know, set this up for the tag titles and have uh Bailey jump in and then have Trish come out and make the save that way. 
I thought it was kind of odd. You're going to have all this going on in a ding-dong hello, and you're bringing Trish out for what? It just didn't make a lot of sense to me, at least the way it, it showed on air. I don't know if changes were made, big wholesale changes were made to the development of that story, but uh, from what I saw on the um, the highlight, and um, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad they didn't have Trish come out in the room. Maybe they'll bring her back out next week uh, during the tag team title match. We'll see what happens there. Um, some of the matches I think they're heading toward, I think you're going to get John Cena against Austin Theory. But you might get that in two weeks on Raw, too, because I guess he's coming back to Raw as well. But we'll see if he answers the United States Challenger if he comes back and it ends up being Austin Theory against John Cena at WrestleMania. Another one I think is going to happen is for the Undisputed Tag Team titles. I think you're end up getting... Jimmy and Jay Uso against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I think you're going to end up seeing them. I think what's going to end up happening is you're going to see, you know, I remember, oh man, what was it back in the day? Who was it? I think it was, it was a, uh, in Florida, there was a, an angle where the one man gang was thrown out of Sir Oliver Humperdinck's uh, group. And he was trying to get, I think, team with Dusty and, like, Blackjack. And they didn't trust him. So one man gang did it on his own, was getting beat up, getting beat up, getting beat up. And then finally, here came Dusty and Blackjack, and they ended up teaming up with him, you know, in, in there. So I think that's what you're going to get here. I think you're going to get a lot of, you know, Sammy getting beat down. I think what's going to end up happening is Jay's going to end up turning on Sammy and it being – you know, the Usos and the bloodline beating down on Sammy. And then Kevin's going to end up making the save to lead up to WrestleMania for the tag team title match. That That's where I think that's going. Um, Terry, Sean, do you think yeah, that just answered that one? Sorry, Terry. I didn't see your question before I started getting on my rant there. But, yeah, I do see them as a tag team. I do. I, I, I don't know whether they're going to do it as one of those things where they just show up and they fight and they fight together and then, you know, you know, because again, if you get a chance, go to WWE on YouTube, go to their playlist, go to their playlist and look up the Sami Zayn bloodline. Um, there's a playlist. They got a whole thing orchestrated. It's an hour and three minutes. And it's every piece from when Sammy first confronted the bloodline all the way through to uh, the, the pay-per-view there. So that, that's a very interesting watch. And I you know, I was like, oh, I'll watch it for a minute and remember some of the things. But then I ended up watching a whole hour and three minutes. It was, it was a very good ride. And it also go to show you how good that segment and that angle was that it's going. It's still going because it's feeding off this. What we're getting now is feeding off of, you know, that whole bloodline angle and, and leading up to Elimination Chamber. Now, again, do I think they thought Sammy was going to get as big as he did? No, which is why I think they, you know, in the plans, it was never for Sammy to be anything more than another stepping stone to to Roman leading up to his battle with Cody. Um, so those are some of the, what I think are going to be, you know, some of the matches. Again, some matches are going to get added here and there, but but I think those, those are going to be your big matches. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Gunther. I don't know what, where he's going to be at by that time. I mean, I don't know. I just, there's a lot of people that don't have, 
WrestleMania matches right now. I mean, with Drew McIntyre, what are you doing with him right now? He's still run, running around with Sheamus, um, you know, doing the Banger Brothers or whatever the hell they are. But I just I don't know where they're going to go with some of these guys, and 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 they're going to have to do it quick. I mean, again, yes, yeah, six weeks is a long time for something that's been building up. The Cody Rhodes angle has been building for so long that now these six weeks are just kind of like the countdown. But if you're trying to get something, you know, of measurement up to uh, to to me, what should be on WrestleMania, you know, I, I don't see anybody there. I mean, I get it; they're going to do, you know, again, I don't know how. You know, it, it was not a, a source that I trust all the time, but they do do hit on some occasions. They had Omos and they had uh, Omos against Lesnar and Bobby Lashley against Bray Wyatt. Now, again, if you do those at some point, I guess you maybe bring the Hurt Business back together so that Omos is there trying to do Bobby Lashley's. Yes, you're right. And the Dominic Cruz, Cruz I'm sorry. Dominic and Rey Mysterio, not Dominic Cruz, Dominic and Rey Mysterio. He's the, uh, you know, that that one will be on there also. And then also, I'm sorry, Finn Balor and Edge are probably going to be on there as well. Um, what interesting I found out was they originally were going to bring back the, uh, the demon character at the beginning when he joined um, Judgment Day, but they just, they didn't want to. They pulled the plug on it. No, no, really back story on why they wanted to. I think I think it was a good call because, to me, the demon character's more of a baby face type character. I mean, I get what it is, but it it to me is a baby face character, not something that would be on the Judgment Day. Um, let's see here. Uh, really, John Cena versus Theory for U.S. I don't know if it's going to be for the U.S. title. I I just think that they're gearing up, and again. On Raw in two weeks, he said he was going to confront John Cena. So maybe it doesn't go to WrestleMania, but I don't know why you put John Cena theory at Raw when you can build up and have them at WrestleMania. I mean, it just makes sense. You want to have Cena on there, and who else are you going to pair Cena up against? Right now, I just I just don't know that, you know, to me, Austin Theory is, is there. Austin Theory has shown... And I get they're doing all this stuff. You know, Seth Rollins was about to beat him, and Logan Paul comes in, and that's the other match I almost forgot about. Seth Rollins and Logan Paul, that match will be there. But, you know, and again, and again, Logan Paul, just the timing and everything that he does, and I get it. Everybody's like, oh, they, you know, um, I forgot. Somebody had said, you know, oh, they got to ban the curb stomp. And it's like that whole thing was set up. Montez Ford took that long to get out of the cage so that Logan Paul could work his way into the cage. And the timing was there. Every It just amazes me. On And again, I get it. They go over things and, and all this stuff. But for him to just step into that and, and deliver how he has been delivering is great. And I, I honestly cannot wait to see him and Seth Rollins go one-on-one. I, I really think that that match could be could be could be a you know a show stealer, you know, and, and every time Seth Rollins out there, I know it sounds kind of stupid me saying that because it's Seth Rollins, and then when you look at Logan Paul, it's amazing to me. Um, Sean, do you think the Usos drop the titles to Kevin and Sammy? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because I think that is again. Remember going back to the promo that started Raw last night. 
you were by yourself, you couldn't bring the bloodline down. I was by myself, I couldn't bring the bloodline down. Let's go together and let's take down the bloodline. And then Kevin Owens was like, why don't you get your buddy Jay? And he walked out. So I think ultimately you're going to see them start chipping away at some of the bloodline. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they do take the titles. I think they drop the titles to Kevin and Sammy. To me, that starts making this whole, you know, seven, eight months that Sammy has been going with bloodline. It starts kind of tightening it up and putting that bow tie on there. I never thought that he was going to beat, beat Roman. I, I never did. Could they, could they have worked it out that way? If they would have said it's only for the universal title or only for the WWE title, then I would have been like, okay, this is where something could happen and Sammy ends up walking out a champion. But once they said the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, I knew there's no way. There's no way Sammy Zayn is winning that title, unfortunately. I mean, there's just... No way they they allow, you know, Sami Zayn versus Cody Rhodes to headline WrestleMania. That will never happen. I think it'd be a hell of a match, but I don't think they would ever let it headline WrestleMania. So let's see where they go there. Uh, what kind of story are they trying to do for Rick Boogs? Honestly, Frankie, I don't know what the hell they're going to do with, with that guy, man. I don't know. I It's going to be interesting. I mean, I can see him maybe working with Elias and, and doing something. I know they were teasing that, but then this week I saw Elias just kind of called out anybody and, and Lashley came out and and wore him down a little bit. So I, I don't know where they're going with Boogs, but I they definitely need to do something with him. And maybe he's like, you know, the second or third match on one of the cards and, and they feed him somebody. I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't think you can get into an in-depth angle right now with anybody you know again you've had dominic and ray working for a long time right you've had cody the whole comeback and roman you know again that that is writing itself they haven't had to come face to face uh ria charlotte that was planted way back two years ago two or three years ago at another wrestlemania you know oscar wins the match and and again that she wins it and now she's going to take on Bianca and they have her doing the blue, you know, the blue stuff and that story starting to write itself. So we're going to have to see, you know, where they go. The, the one thing I'm interested too is to see what they do with Bray. You know, I mean, you're not going to have a, are you going to have a wrestling match with Bray? Or is it going to be a cinematic match again? You know, there, there's a lot of things that, that they're going to have to kind of tighten up. But right now they have like this big ball of ideas. And now they just got to start squeezing it in, squeezing it in, squeezing it in. So by April 1st and April 2nd in Hollywood at SoFi Stadium, they have a complete card. Um, and then I know I was asked this on the show today. Um, do I think Cody goes over on Roman Reigns? I have some hesitation on that. I think yes, the story writes itself and for it to be the great ending that it needs to be, Cody needs to get that win. But I also know 
I think it was it been 290 days. Roman Reigns has been the champion. You have built him as this unstoppable force. Is is Cody Rhodes that guy to stop that? Has Cody, you know, reached that level to where he's the one that you've built up three years of all this stuff to allow Cody Rhodes to be that guy to end the reign of Roman Reigns? If I'm writing it, no. No, I do not allow Cody Rhodes to, to beat Roman Reigns. I, I know it it sucks, and I know it's going to sound, you know, terrible of me. But to me, you have put a lot more into Roman Reigns. And I get it. You've paid Cody a lot of money to jump ship. You know, you've, you've laid all this out of there. But I cannot believe in a million years, I cannot believe that they said, Cody, we're bringing you in at WrestleMania. Then the following WrestleMania, we're putting the heavyweight title, the undisputed WWE Universal title, on you, and you're going to be the one to end Roman Reigns. By then, it might be 300 days or, no, I'm sorry, what does it be? Almost three, two years, something like that. So do you, I'll ask you guys, do you believe Cody will be the one to end the reign of Roman Reigns. Because to me, I think you've got way too much invested in Roman Reigns to have him drop the titles to Cody Rhodes. Let me see what we got going on the chat board. Prices for the packages for us. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Those, those, Those things are crazily priced the only good thing is like they're more priced i believe for the international travel than than somebody who's here domestic so that that is the one thing that you know you know know, the packages are kind of set up for all the international fans um he says i was looking as well i'll watch i'm watching peacock you know maybe we'll get together and let's uh We'll get quite a few guys. We'll, let's do a maybe we'll do a roundtable for WrestleMania weekend. We'll get together. I'll get you guys the link, and we can just have a roundtable leading into WrestleMania each night. And maybe we do a post game as well. So, um, Hane, glad to have you there, sir. Uh, let's see. Uh, Frankie says the thing is Roman lost Sammy. It appears the Usos are not doing so well. It would make since to have them run with that bad luck type of story. Yeah, but then you're saying that Roman was only the champion because of the bloodline and why they have helped out. I mean, he he has beaten, you know, Brock Lesnar. He's taken out Drew. He's taken out Lashley. I mean, just, just the people that they have had him beat, I just do not see... You know, again, and and I could be completely wrong, man. Again, I've been wrong more than I've been right lately, especially with the way, you know, some of the the booking over in AEW and things like that. But 
I just, I mean, to me, you've invested so much in the Roman Reigns. It almost feels like the Goldberg thing. When when he loses, where does he go? What happens to Roman? I get it. He's a part-timer and this and that, but you have invested so much into him. Where where does that go? That 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 becomes, you know, again, something else that that, you know, and again, Cody, again, you can do this to where you, again, I mean, man, I, I to tell you the truth, this is what I would do. Seth Rollins has been getting this whole, you know, baby face thing. I would have him turn in the main event and cost Cody the, the match. Why not? Run it back with them two for a little bit. If you want to keep the towels on Roman. If Cody's going over, then all by all means, just, just put him over. But I think there, there's got to be something, man. Because I don't know the problem. I don't like I said, I don't know what you do with Roman after he loses the belt. Where does he go? This is what he's been. You can't do the happy Corbin thing. You know, he boom, he loses everything. He drops all the way to, to dead broke, dead bottom. And then you bring him back up. Not going to happen. Uh, let's see. Boss B and Frankie. Hell yeah. That'd be awesome. All right. We'll do, we'll, do, we'll set that up. Frankie and uh, Boss B reach out to me on, uh, on the, um, on the DMs. We'll get that set up. Uh, Sean, for you, is Peacock the best single option for wrestling? WWE, yes. WWE wrestling, yes. That is that is the best single option for. And then also, I mean, again, old school WCW. They own the library there. Um, they own the library for ECW. They own the library for I think World Class Championship Wrestling. They have some of, you know, the documentaries and things. And Terry, no, I did not watch NWO documentary. On Sunday, I was covering uh, the uh, Daytona 500, and it ran over. So I was I was in the uh, press conference for that. Um, but I will be catching up on that. And then, um, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff coming out, man. There's so much good stuff, man. I've been able to catch a little bit of MLW now, too, as well, now that they're on, um, uh, what are they on? Epics, I believe it is. They're they're running there on Thursdays, so I'm I'm watching a little bit of that, catching up on, on that product as well. So there's a lot of a lot of good thing, man. This, I mean, the funny thing is, I saw a schedule the other day. It, Reels, thank you, boss. B. Reels. I'm sorry, I said epics. It's Reels. You're 100 correct. Monday, you got Raw from eight to eleven. Tuesday, you've got, um. NXT, 8 to 10. Wednesday, and then at 11, 10 to 11 is, oh, who was 10 to 11? I forgot who that was. Then you had on Wednesday, you've got AEW Dynamite from 8 to 10, of course. Then on Thursday, now you have Impact, 8 to 10. And then the um, on Reels, the MLW is on from uh, 10 to 11. Then Fridays, of course, you got SmackDown 8 to 10. And then AEW is, depending on where the scheduling is, they're usually at 10 o'clock. This week, apparently, they were at 7. 
so I missed him. But yeah, Jake the Snake next, and I would, I just don't know how. I'm. I want to watch that one because I want to see how real they go with with that on on A and E. I want to see how real they take the Jake the Snake documentary. How dark and how deep down that hole do they go? Um, because I mean, he 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 hit. He had bottom two as well. I mean, you know, again, he's good story. He's battled back and, and he's doing tremendous right now. And um, I'm happy for him for that. But I wonder how, how, how they, how deep they go. And again, hopefully they also focus on how smart of a wrestling mind he really is. You know, and, and when he's, when he was, when he was, you know, at his prime, that man was, he's just philosophy in the ring is just, unmatched one of the one of the probably the top four or five to me in wrestling um frankie says i say have roman lose then have him try to regroup the usos back to the point you can run that feud with sammy and kevin and you don't need the belts to carry that story the only thing that the only issue that i have with that is At some point, I think they want to bring The Rock in. I think they still want that match. If he loses the titles and loses everything that he's gained, that match is gone. The level of that match would be gone. Because to me, I I think, and I've been thinking about this because I said many times, Rock versus Roman don't need the titles. But then I thought about this. What if The Rock came back and said he wanted the titles and Roman challenged him back and said, well, you put up the head of the table. Because, again, he's the head of the table, but to me The Rock would be the head of the this, this table for the Samoan dynasty with wrestling. And then, you know, it'll be Roman Reigns, you know, the, the Samoan dynasty head of the table versus the titles. And then, you know, again, more than likely Roman goes over. Rock passes the torch over to Roman. If that's what you want to go, you need the titles for that. So, again, it's one of those things where sometimes I don't think you need the belts, like you're saying there. I, I think if they go that way, you're right. The, the belts, they don't need the belts to carry that story. But if they ever want to get to the story of being Rock versus Roman, you can't have Roman lose. Again, you make it a triple threat. Or on Saturday night, he defends one belt. Sunday, he defends another. You know, again, it, it's all there. It's all there. Uh, three-way Cody, Roman. Uh, I just... You know, what if Rock shows up at WrestleMania, helps, you know, does the Rock bottom, Cody crawls over, gets the three count, and then, I don't know, what's the next pay-per-view? SummerSlam would be the next big pay-per-view? And then there, it's Rock versus Roman. Then you can slide the title on Cody. Roman stays strong because technically the Rock comes out and helps him. And now you've taken the titles off of Roman and you've gotten a little bit deeper into a story of Rock versus Roman. So, you know, again, there's so many avenues. I thought I think they worked this damn bloodline thing so well. And there's so many, you know, you thought, oh, The Rock was going to be at WrestleMania. Oh, The Rock can't make it to WrestleMania. 
Apparently, The Rock can't get in shape quick enough, even though he's in the gym at 2 a.m. and eating 65 pounds of pancakes, but he can't get in shape enough to get to WrestleMania. But, you know, what? it is, it is what it is. You know, he's traveling to every XFL game. So, you know, that's 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 one of the things there. Um, I want to talk a little bit about AEW now. Um, I think the pro, the production and the wrestling, the production's gotten better. The wrestling's always been good. I just, I can't get with the storylines, man. And, and I, please help me out. AEW, you know, I'm not, I'm not bashing the wrestlers. I'm not bashing AEW. I just don't understand what, what is the goal of AEW right now? Uh, let's see. Frankie says real quick. They, they need to push Sammy right now. He's probably reminds of Daniel Bryan when he got that push. Yeah, but I, I think I think he's at the the cap right now, and they need to. I think they, you know, again, teaming up with Kevin Owens, they they wrote that story perfect. He was in his hometown Friday and Saturday, you know, he was ready to go. He's fired up. He got them all fired up, and and you know, just came up a little bit short, but they left him strong, standing over Roman as the pay per view, you know, went off the air. Uh, you don't get much stronger than that. Um, going back to the, what I was saying with AEW is I I don't know what I'm missing. I don't know what it is. But when I sit there and I watch the product, I, I don't know if they've changed a lot as far as the format. You know, it, it's moving, it's moving, it's moving. But I just... Why does John Moxley have to bleed every damn time? Every match, every match. I mean, dude, he could be fighting me. I've never been on AEW. All of a sudden, I'll bust him open. The guy bleeds. Every, why? Why do they need to have that on every week? What does that bring? What does that bring to the product? I don't. I don't understand why every week you turn on the match and John. John Moxley's busted open. It just makes no sense to me. I remember, and again, maybe, maybe, maybe this is crusty old me. Get off my lawn. But man, like you bled when it was a feud, man. You you bled to to draw money. Because when you bled, it meant something. It meant that, you know, this this was this was legit. This is a big feud. You know, you drew first blood, but I'll get, you know, I'll get you in the end. And now I just, I just feel like that I get, I get it. The Moxley, you know, character, John Mox characters is that, you know, hardcore. And, and I get all that, but every match, every damn match. And and to me, I, I'll say it again. I think Tony Khan needs to get somebody else in there. Maybe he does. I don't know. But a lot of this stuff seems recycled. Recycled. Maybe they put somebody else in spots. But I feel like I've already watched this done with somebody else. And again, I'm not bashing AEW. I like, I like the wrestling. The wrestlers bust their ass. You know, I'm not going to sit here, but there is something that that is to me misses 
the target. And obviously it's missing the target because your, your ratings, I mean, you're putting on all these shows. Moxley's bleeding every damn week. You're not even getting a million views. Remember when you only blood on pay-per-views because that's where you got the most eyes. You're bleeding this week for 800,000 people. I mean, there was one show where it started at a million and it slowly went down. And then by the end, it was at 774. So look at what you're doing in those that those matches and see what I get. You want to start off with a ball of fire. I understand all that. That's the reason WWE starts off with usually a promo or something to get the crowd going at the beginning. You know, you want to throw those matches in there at the beginning? That That's fine. But then you need to continue that throughout the show. And I think some of that is, is wearing off. And also, I think you need to start bringing on. There's got to, you can't have the same people. Moxley, Jericho Appreciation Society. It's, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know. I'm not trying to sit here and bash AEW because I think the product is good but they're missing something that will bring it up another level. I love what they did with the production, with the set on the outside and the, the, the railings when they brought over the, the gentleman from uh, WWE that came over there. You know, the new, the new uh, Tron in the back. All, all that is, is great. But it, it's time to, I mean, hell, this week it's it's... Orange Cassidy against Wheeler Yuta. I just, I don't know what. I got the matches right here. Let me see what the, this week on uh, AEW Dynamite. I know Moxley will be bleeding because I believe he's taking on uh, Evil Uno. All right, so here's the full card. Let me see what we got here. You've got, uh, oh my God, Tony Khan is going to make an important announcement. I wonder if he's going to go after Ariel Hawani. <laughs> Orange Cassidy versus Wheeler Yuta. John Mox against Evil Una. Uno, sorry. Sky Blue versus Soraya. Tony Schiavone is going to talk with Christian Cage. We'll hear from Brian Danielson. And the acclaim will take on Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. I mean... I mean, they got the tag team match, I guess, is is the one there, right? So, uh, that just, again, man, because I, I don't want to sit here and sound like I'm bashing AEW, because I'm not. I'm, I'm bashing the, it's not even the booking, because the matches are strong, man. I mean, it's the, it's the storytelling of, of the, the angles. You know, and that, that has nothing to do with the, the workers and the performers and all that stuff, man. And nothing to do with that. But there is something missing there that's not grasping on. And it's evident when you look at their their um their viewership. It is evident. Again, you got your diehard AEWs and they're gonna be like, oh don't I don't talk about my wrestling like that in my AEW. Man, something's missing. And I get it. You can be all you want against WWE, but god damn, man. At least right now, there's some riveting TV in WWE. What's riveting right now in AEW? 
What's the one thing? I mean, MJF and Brian Danielson. What else? What else do you have to do? You have to tune in to see. Uh, Boss B, would you or have you been on the Jericho cruise? I would definitely go on to it, and I would like to possibly go on the next one. The the problem we had this last time was it left the week that the Super Bowl was out of uh, the week the Super Bowl was off when they played the Pro Bowl. That was the week of of the cruise. So I got to try to find better timing there. Um, no need to bleed versus Evil Uno. You would think not, but I, I will bet you money, Frankie Fresco. Oh, uh, uh, you know what? That, that should be your thing tomorrow. Bleed or not to bleed? That should be the question to owe. Um, not even because an MJF storyline is getting boring. It's it's boring because, look, MJF is that guy. He's that fire starter, but that stick gets old, man. That stick gets old after a while, and it, it's it's tough too, man. Because I think that dude is is so awesome. I really do, man. I, I love MJF, but I can also see how he can burn out on fans. You know, I mean, I get it. You know, your AEW, you know, extremists love, you know, getting beer thrown in their face and and things like that, but. Also, it turns some people away, man. You know, you go to a show, you're not going there to get, you know. And again, most of you guys are probably planted. I get it. I understand that, you know. But also, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, like if you saw what MJF did during the break, I think if you play it, MJF during the break, you'll see it. I mean, it's just like, like, why? Why, why do you have to? I get your character is, is the in, insulting type, the degrading type and all that stuff and things like that. But, you know, at at some point that gets old. Gets old. You, can only, you can only, you know, call me so many damn names before I go, okay, I'll turn this guy off. It it, it was good at the, at the beginning and when they didn't, but now that he's had to be on all the time to me and maybe, you know, again, hey, I'm one man. This is one man's opinion. As you can see, I'm having problems here with my mic. I'm about ready to body slam this some bitch. But um, you know, one man's opinion, but I just I think that stick's getting old. You can only come out and you know and 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 you know degrade people so many times. That's why Ric Flair was so good at it. He would degrade you without you knowing he was degrading you. Look at my alligator skin shoes. You wish you had one pair. I've got 24 in my closet. You know, like little thing, and I get it. It doesn't sound like a lot, but those little things, that that makes, you know, you hate them even more than just being like, hey, I'm richer than you. Hey, I got the title, so I'm better than you. Like, after a while, that stick is old, 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 old. So it'll be very interesting. And and I'm not taking anything away from his in-ring performance. MJF can perform in that ring. Heads and shoulders above a lot. You watched him with uh 
Oh, what the Japanese star? Yatsuka? Yatsuka? Oh, my goodness. Why am I drawing a blank? But when you watch those two fight, those two wrestle, that right there, dude, I would pay all day to watch that action. That's the action I want from AEW. You know, it's a little bit quicker than what the WWE, you know, wrestling is, you know, and things like that. So, my two cents on AEW. Um, you think MJF losing the title of the Dragon? No. I don't. Because Brian Danielson, I think, is getting a little bit closer, more toward uh, this being the end. <laughs> So I think this is just going to be another stepping stone for MJF to build MJF. And, and rightfully so. I'm not taking anything away from him or his title reign. I just think the shtick is getting old of I'm better than you. And, and I'm going to degrade you. Okay, well, degrade me. But, you know, it, it gets over. Frankie says he thinks he should lose it. Yeah, but I don't know that Brian Danielson's the one that should get it. I mean, again, it goes back to AEW was supposed to be what? The alternative to WWE, correct? Chris Jericho, I get it. He's not a quote-unquote WWE product, was your champion. John Moxley was your champion. CM Punk was your champion. You have Kenny Omega, you have... Adam Page, and now you have MJF as your quote-unquote homegrown stars that have won your title. Do you give it to another person that came over from WWE for what? And I, I don't think that, you know, again, if, if you're going to do this MJF character the way it should be, he needs to start getting a faction together. And I'm hoping that's what they do at the next pay-per-view is you start seeing a organization like what he had with the pinnacle. That's what MJF needs. He needs to have those guys that can come out, cause a little bit, just like Flair and the Horseman. That's what MJF needs to be. Then he can keep his egotistical stuff going, calm down a little bit on the berating of everybody and, and this and that. But you can be that heel character. And now you put in an organization with them to help him keep the title. And, and that's how you do it. Again, that's what his gimmick is, right? He's the weasel. He's the weaselly champion that's going to keep the title regardless if you don't want him to or not. He's going to find a way to keep the title around his waist. Why? Because the belt means more to him than it will to you. And that's why I think he needs to get some type of, you know, around him again. I don't know. I don't know who now because again, you you have no FTR right now. Will they come back? If they do come back, I personally think if they come back, it's with CM Punk, and you run and make money with the with the elite, because right now that's kind of the fire you need to start this right. Because again, you have uh, Mercedes Monet running around right now with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Everybody thought she was going to be the special, you know, AEW never said anything about this, about her being this, but again, speculation became 
it was going to be her. And then when she didn't show up, everybody's like, oh, AEW didn't, didn't bring her in. It, it works two ways, man. If she doesn't want to work that date or she doesn't want to work with AEW, then, then it, it's not going to happen. But again, fans get the whole thing, like, you know, all worked up about who they think these special, you know. And again, one of the things that AEW, I think, also did wrong in the beginning was they had so many damn surprises that you kind of got spoiled by it, right? It's like, oh, who's, oh, they got to one-up this now, right? They brought Adam Cole out, and you're like, oh, man, Adam Cole. Oh, there comes Brian Danielson. In the same pay-per-view. It's like, you know, it's one big surprise after another big surprise after another surprise. And now lately, what do you got? You got the return of Keith Lee. You know, which, again, is good. But, but it's not that home run shot right now. They need a fire starter. And I think the only fire starter is CM Punk. Now, again, I don't know where that stands. I haven't even, I know he was at, uh, he was at the NJPW show. Um, the one that they just did battle of the Valley where, uh, Mercedes Monet won the title, the IWGP title. Bailey was also there. So now I don't know whether they, you know, they bring him back. I don't know where they sit with that. That that has kind of been kind of hushed. And I, I think it might have been hushed so that when things happen, it's more of a surprise because nobody knows either way what's going on from that that situation. Um, let's see here. Boss B, do you think Soraya has yes? Yes, I do. Yep. And I think she lost her luster because her and Tony Storm do nothing for me. Like, it just, yeah, it was great to see her. It was great. I think she would have been better off being a manager a little bit longer and, and then waiting to come back. But I I just, again, one man's opinion, not speaking for anybody uh, watching or anything like that. I feel she has lost her luster because she's, Yes, she's Soraya, but what else does she bring to the product? Right now, I I think what hurt her again were when the fans thought that Mercedes Monet were going to come in with her, and end up being Tony Storm, and then they're doing the um, the Sheeta, you know, angle, you know, and it just like really this is this is this is your big, uh, you know, your special your partner is Tony Storm. Hmm. Okay. So I think that made her that lost a little bit of luster right there. Um, uh, Frankie says, Yeah, why did they bring Adam Cole back and he's not even ready to come back? No, they're gonna work him into the they're working him into the things. Again, you 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 do the vignettes and you do everything so everybody starts remembering who you are. I think ultimately what you're gonna get is um somebody will probably lay him out, and then that'll end up being the first person he fights. Who that's going to be, not one hundred percent. But uh, but we'll see. I think hardcore fans acknowledge Brian as indie more so than WWE. The game plan was always to make him top. Yeah, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. You could say they think of him more as indie, but when they start doing the yes, 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 
And that wasn't Indy. You know, that that's one of the things. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. You know, you see the dragon, Brian Danielson, you think Indy, you know, there. But when you're doing the yes, yes, that, that was not Indy. So, you know, I, I think there's a little bit of both there. And, and you may be right. You know, again, but that, that fan base might look at him more Indy because that fan base is a little bit more, you know, toward the, the hardcore type Indy wrestling so you never know i mean that might be 100 true there big nick uh once jade learns to wrestle off the wwe she goes you know i i thought the same thing but i think i think i think she might stay loyal to aew and and honestly i i like the slow build now i think it's calm it's almost to a crawl i think they need to start putting her in there with you know your Tony Storms, your Britt Bakers, your you know Jamie Hader. You can't really right now because they're both champions. But um, I, I think she's doing pretty damn well right now. You know, um, she still got some a little rough edges for, her, but I, I think you know. And again, this is the one thing too where I know AEW says they're paying by tears and this and that. But you can tell now they've gone off the tier pay. They ain't paying some of the, the younger talent by tiers. But I can tell you now, if Jade is offered, you know, more money to go to WWE, I, I can bet you that uh, Tony Khan can probably match any offer WWE would make if they want to keep her. Again, I don't know, you know, what the situation is there. But to me, with Jade Cargill, I would keep her as long as I can. Long as I can. Um, at least the house of black versus the elite is something that can be exciting. Yeah. You, you look at it that way, but I just, I mean, again, the matches and the execution, I think are great. The, the inside, the squared circle, I think is fantastic. It's, it's more the storytelling and the angle writing, you know, once they get in the ropes and they, they, they're working it, it's fantastic. Other than I think bleeding a little bit too much. I just don't think everybody needs to bleed, man. I mean, hell on, was it rampage the past Friday? It was uh press 10 was, was, uh, or whatever he's now. I forgot what his name, what he's going off of now that he's left them, but he's bleeding. Moxley's bleeding. It's like, I mean, come on, man. Um, I just hope they don't rush that story. You, funny thing is, with AEW, you asked me four or five months ago, I probably would have been like, you know what? They're going to do a lot more long-term storytelling. Now, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like he'll stop stuff early just to get the, oh, I didn't see that coming. But then not think about the repercussions after that. You know what I'm saying? And it's that's one of the things where I say, like, I know Tony Khan, I've, everything I've heard, he's a great owner. He's awesome to work for and this and that. But sometimes I think he might, might need somebody that just kind of, and I'm sure there's probably people there that he bounces um, ideas off of, but I don't know if they're yes men or not. You know, that's the one thing. I just, I don't know how many, because again, Vince used to love surrounding himself with yes men. But everything didn't get really great until, or, you know, he had his yes men, but he had Pat Patterson, 
you know, some other guys that were like, hey, what about this? Hey, what about this? And and they were yes men to to a degree, but they would also come up with ideas and 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 things of like, oh, I see what you're doing there, but what if we did, you know, this, you know, like with the whole thing with the Royal Rumble, you know, it was like, well, why don't we instead of just doing a regular battle royal, why don't we have every two minutes somebody comes in and and little concept like that changed a lot of how you know, I mean, when you look at it now, it's not just that match. You've got the elimination chamber now that, you know, you wait two or three minutes before entering and, and things like that. So it's it's one of those things where I think he needs to have somebody. And I don't know, you know, I mean, he's got, Jesus, man, you've got, you know, I don't know if all these guys are back there every week or whatever, but you've got Jerry Lynn. You know, Dean Malenko, I know, was going through some health issues. Dustin Rhodes. Uh, Arn Anderson. Um, you got Jericho back there. You've got all these guys. I don't understand why you. I mean, why don't you make a committee? Why don't you make a committee and just run some things through some of the guys? And you know, and and I see what you're saying, Big Nick, about real writers. But, I mean, I don't necessarily know that it's necessarily, you know, real writers. I just, I, I don't think everything can be you. And and I think that's where Vince McMahon also went wrong, you know, and all the times that he did it. The buck stopped at him. If he didn't want something to happen, he vetoed it. If he wanted something to happen, he, then that's why the show became so stale. Because you have one guy telling all the viewers what they want to see. And that's not true. That's what, that's why product goes stale. And I'm starting to see, you know, and again, I get it. AEW is very young and, and very infant stages, but you're seeing things already that, that that's a little bit worrisome. Uh, let's see. That was the attitude there. Great story. No. Yeah, it was. And that's when you had, you know, you had Russo there, you had, you know, those guys, and then they jumped over, but then you had Michael Hayes come in. You had, um, there, there were so many different writers. You had Gerwitz back then. I think that's how you say his name. You had a lot of guys that, you know, I mean, hell, Freddie Prince Jr. was a writer for WWE at one point, you know? And I mean, you have all, that's what, you have to have a bunch of minds because you're going to have your ones that's going to throw crazy shit, extremely good, that can't happen, you're going to have ones that throw extreme shit that will never happen. And then you got to start meeting in the middle. And that's when you start coming up with these, these crazy angles, you know, that you saw in the attitude era. I mean, bloodline, I don't, I don't know who ultimately, you know, came up with that idea or anything else like that, but they struck gold. And sometimes things happen organically. And what was funny was, I'm, I'm watching, and if you watch, I told you about the WWE playlist. Go watch Sami Zayn and Bloodline. I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what they all they call it. Like the whole thing there, it's like an hour and three minutes. But you can see how Sami showed up at Roman's door for like three weeks. They didn't care anything about him. Then he started doing the little things, and then they went to make him an honorary. And then he said the Usi, and those things happen organically. I mean, again, you write certain things but you never know how big they're going to get. 
and and that's that is you know again i mean vince mcmahon said hulk hogan i'm putting all my eggs on you i'm putting all my eggs in your basket i'm gonna put the title on you we're gonna go pay-per-view we're gonna bring in all these celebrities so we get all the eyes on on the product and I'm going to bring all the big names from every territory here. And that's how he created what he created. And to this day, it's still going, right? Um, let's see. Big Nick said the corporate ministry was, it was. And, and that was the other thing too is, and this is what's funny. And, and I thought about this. What if Tony Khan's big announcement this week was that he becomes, you know, again, Vince McMahon, WWE and everything else, you know, they were, they were kind of, you know, what, just kind of chilling in the middle there for a while. And then all of a sudden Bret Hart did his thing. Right. And then Vince McMahon became Mr. McMahon, the, the you know, the heel character and then stone cold and, and all that. It all just gelled together perfectly. You know, another something else that happened organically. It happened organically because Mr. McMahon wanted to answer for what he did, which was take the title off of Bret Hart because he wasn't going to let him go to WCW with another one of his titles to get thrown in a trash can. If you remember, I think a year before that, uh, Medusa showed up on WCW TV with the women's title. Threw it in a trash can. The WWE Women's Title. Threw it in the trash can. Vince was not going to allow that to happen again, and neither was, you know. Again, now the story, you know, the story's out there. Everybody knows, you know, the the plot, and they were not going to allow it to happen. And and you know, again, those are things that a decision was made to do that. But then he said, "I need to go and answer," and he had the big black eye. And then he started, you know, slowly becoming, you know, that evil character, Mr. McMahon. And then, of course, Stone Cold starts becoming what he was. And it just freaking money-making hand over fist from, from that end there. And the court ministry was brilliant just because, you know, it was it was McMahon, you know. And, and the whole thing was leading up to it, you know. Um, it was Stone Cold. What was he? He was on the cross, right? or Stephanie was kidnapped and then Stone Cold came out to save Vince McMahon's daughter. And then Vince McMahon rips off the hood. It was me, Stone Cold all along. It was me. I'm, you know, and he was the the guy behind the corporate ministry. And he had his the whole thing was he orchestrated the kidnapping of his own daughter and and everything else. And it, you know, and then again, from there it blew up. And yeah, Big Nick 100% Jake Roberts Got holy, yeah. The Stone Cold 316 that that was birthed from that because uh, Jake, you know, was was Bible thumping at that time, and he said, "You can say your Psalms and John 316." Well, Austin 316 says, "Kick your ass," and boom, the next night on Raw, there were signs, signs, signs everywhere. All right, guys, we've been going for about an hour now, man. I appreciate you all being on with me. Big Nick, Frank, as always, Boss B. 
my dad, and of course, everybody else that was jumped in. Terry, of course, man, you guys have been tremendous. We'll be back here next week on Tuesday. Hoping to have a guest lined up, possibly. And I'm um, trying to get some of the CCW guys as well. So um, with that, I bid you adieu. No, I'm not going to do the whole gun thing. But in the words of the great Gordon Soley, so long from the Sunshine State and respect to you, Big Nick, Boss B, Terry, Frankie, as always, so long from the Sunshine State.